Hello everyone, welcome back to the next English podcast. How are you, dear Zeppers? I hope you are okay. Uh, I'm fine, thanks. This is part five of the mini-series about uh, coronavirus uh, outbreak and the pandemic. Hopefully, you are not tired of this topic just yet. I'll be honest with you, I am a bit tired of it. To be honest, I might go even further than that. I am sick and tired of it. And that's because it's been everywhere, the media just... I think they're going too far, uh, but they're just doing their job, but it's just a bit too much. So I grew tired of it. And uh, to, to be honest, I don't really worry about it that much anymore either. I got beyond that point. I still haven't uh, retained my sense of smell, by the way. It hasn't really fully come back. I think I think this is a permanent damage on my body. Um, well, you never know. Um, it could come back, but for now, I think um, most of my smell is gone. Yeah, I can still smell a bit, but I have to put the thing that I'm trying to smell near my nose, which is a bit annoying, but there are worse things and, you know, it's it's life. Uh, and it's coronavirus. Uh, it's It's unpredictable. I assume it was coronavirus, but I've talked about this at length before uh, in this introduction to part five of the coronavirus mini-series, first of all, I should really tell you who you're going to hear from today. Well, that will be Claire from England, my friend Claire. Then we've got Diana, my ex-student from Mexico, and also Riota, who happens to be a lapster, a listener to Luke's English podcast, and he is from Japan. Now, Disclosure, disc, disclosure, no, disclaimer, that's the right word. Disclaimer, um, as, as in the previous episode, uh, the interviews were conducted a few weeks ago, perhaps uh, a fortnight ago or something like that. That's why the information that you hear there is not ec- exactly up to date. I hope uh, it, it doesn't matter that much. I think uh, you will still get an interesting insight into what it's like in uh, my guests' countries and how they personally feel about it and how how, uh, this affects them, okay? Now, there's one more thing I'd like to mention, and this is the first time I'm officially mentioning it. What is it? Are you curious? Well, I think I'm about to launch a new podcast. I say I think, because I think it's important to keep your feet on the ground. But, um, yeah, the idea is in my head. I've been putting things down, putting pen to paper. I've been asking some friends and other podcasters to hear what they think about this. And I think this is going to happen, okay? There's still some more work to do before I fully release it, because I want to do it right. This time, I want to be more professional about it, and hopefully, I will manage to make some money out of it as well. Now, what does this mean for this podcast? This podcast will still keep going, but I'm trying to branch out, so to speak. I'm trying to create something else. It hasn't happened yet, so I should probably not count my chickens before they are hatched, because you never know. Life is full of surprises, isn't it? Okay, so that's about it. No, it's not it. There's one more thing I need to talk to you about. 
I would have almost forgotten. This is probably the most important thing. My website. Yeah, somehow, I think it's because of this idea of a new podcast. I started caring about my website a bit more. And somehow I got round to working on it again. Finally, it took me ages. So much procrastination. Finally, I got round to it. So, um, yeah, I started working on it again. I'm, I'm doing my website in Google Sites. So, obviously, I'm quite useless at this kind of thing. So, I have to learn, uh, just like other people did, I guess. And uh, as I tend to be quite impatient, uh, this, is, this can be a bit of a struggle for me. So, when this website is done, and I'm slowly but surely adding new stuff there, new text and videos and pictures and whatnot, when it's done, uh, you will be able to find all information about me as a teacher. You will uh, be able to know more about the Next English Podcast, but also about my other podcast, the Czech one. I'm not sure if you're interested in that, if you're listening to this one, probably not. Uh, but if there is one, even one listener who, who listens to my Czech podcast, then you will know. Uh, you might find more stuff there on my website. Also, you can find out more about my game Kingdoms of DC that I have been developing for so long as well. And uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, there'll be some stuff about my new podcast as well. Okay, so I think that's all I was meaning to tell you. So yeah, I, I mean, you guys take care and have fun listening to this episode. Cheers, bye-bye. So hi, Claire from England. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Not showing any symptoms. Well, that's I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, so I've called you up to, to talk to you about the UK um, mm -hmm. and the situation there regarding the coronavirus. Coronavirus, yeah. What else would we be talking about these days, right? <laughs> Yeah. So are you are you comfortable talking about it? Because it's a boring topic these days, right? <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, my family are very lucky and we're kind of untouched by it at the moment. So, you know, it's an easy topic for me, not so much for everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that, first of all. Um, and then you're staying safe as well. So mm -hmm. on the whole, what's what's the situation in the UK now? As, as you know, I, I've left the UK, so I don't, I'm not there anymore. But, okay, um, well, we're on a, a sort of an informal lockdown. Um, schools are all closed, but running on a skeleton staff where we're letting the children of key workers come in and be supervised on a kind of basic timetable. Hmm. Um, I go to schools first because I'm working as a history teacher now. Ah. Um, and I think every school is sort of doing that on its own ad hoc basis. So okay. a lot of my colleagues who are in the same teacher training program as me yeah. um, are all setting cover work for their own students or they're even teaching via Zoom or yeah. whatever. Um, but my school is just doing these um, centrally organized lesson packs that they're sending out. So I've really got almost nothing to do except on the days I'm in work. Mm -hmm. um, all shops are closed apart from food and pharmacies and other essential items. Mm -hmm. um, my mum's been doing the shopping and she tells me that we're getting 
food back on the shelves, but there's still long queues to get into the shops because we all yeah. have to go in six feet apart. And can you still um, buy everything, or are any items like gone from the shelves completely? Um, it's getting better and better. Um, like there's chicken again, uh, there's <laughs> pasta again. Yeah. Um, but what's annoying for my mum and me is there's no bread flour. And uh, I thought okay. to myself, oh, well, now that I'm not working at school anymore, I yeah. have time to make a sourdough starter yeah. and bake some sourdough bread. But for Makes that, sense. you know, not a lot of flour, there's no flour. But I think this um, is what a lot of people thought, you know, and that's why, that's why it's, uh, it's out. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what worries me is um, there's a lot of posh foods mm-hmm. that aren't the most popular and not a lot of basic foods. Yeah. Like my mom had these special blue eggs because yeah. there were no basic yeah. eggs. Yeah. And for my family, that's fine. And we say, oh, how exciting, how interesting. We can all try these blue eggs. But exactly. what about the families who can't afford the yeah. Tesco fine? Yeah, because I think everybody is, uh, has realized the, the, sever- the severity of the situation and they maybe started... Uh, buying cheaper food as well, or stock, they're stockpiling or panic buying or something like that, and it, it makes sense I mean, to to buy the the basic food first, right? Yeah, the supermarkets in this country are being quite um uh quite responsible, I think, and they're limiting items like you can only buy two packets of this or four packets yeah. of that. They're not letting people hoard all of it, and we've mm-hmm. got some programs going on. Like my school is trying to make sure that all the children who would be receiving free school meals yeah. in school but they're getting some kind of tesco vouchers so they can carry on nice. having that meal at home nice. um my friend works for one of the london councils and she's been distributing uh, these packages of food mm. um, she said the central government didn't send them enough food so they had to like buy some of their own and hand it out yeah um, some of the people were complaining that they were being given foreign food in these packets and it was rice so mm. you know mm. you can't mm. please everybody yeah you never can but uh, it's, it's, so it's, it seems like the the country is functioning. But uh, so well, uh, would you be like, uh, are you satisfied with the way, uh, the, with the approach that has been taken, or would you do something differently, or or is it really hard to say, or where do you stand well, on this? Well, it you know it is really hard to say because like I am one of the least affected because mm-hmm. you know my family can afford to buy the more yeah. expensive food and all our jobs are jobs that can be done from home like my dad and my brother are both working from home nine to five and their jobs have um really hardly been changed but for the people who um you know whose jobs have totally gone under I think it's yeah. going to be a lot harder like for example I have a friend who works as a chef yeah um mm-hmm. for a small pub and because this pub has very, very tight, you know, overheads of their cash flow, they've had to fire um, yeah. my friend and all their other staff because they just can't keep paying them and stay mm-hmm. close. So I don't know really what's being done in this country to protect people who are in that kind of situation. And I think something is going to need to be done. Yeah. Uh, I'm also wondering what's going to happen if we have to continue this lockdown into the warmer months because, you know, who'd be going outside right now? anyway whereas when you get to summer the people yeah. living in power blocks in london with young children they're gonna demand to go outside uh, absolutely yeah well, well only time will show right so yeah um what about you personally so you said you said that you you have the opportunity to work you you're staying inside but how, how about how do you feel like how does it make you feel what sort of feelings do you have 
Um, no, honestly, I've been quite enjoying it, and I'm aware that I have a lot of privilege to say that. But mm -hmm. um, you know, I get some time off work. I'm not too lonely because my family are in yeah. lockdown with me. Um, I live in the countryside, which means I can go for a bike ride every day without mm -hmm. getting too close to people so i'm really yeah. taking it as an opportunity to work on my fitness yeah um i think for the wider community i've got some optimism that you know maybe we're going to realize that we need for example a universal basic income for these people whose jobs are so vulnerable maybe we're mm -hmm. going to realize that more people could work from home mm -hmm. or that teachers are important or that we need to plow some more money into the nhs so that we're prepared for these yeah. emergencies on the other hand, I'm, you know, I'm concerned that when this kind of emergency happens, it's always the most vulnerable people who get hit first and things can get a lot worse. So, you know, yeah. I have optimism and I have pessimism. Yeah, I think it's, that's reasonable. And I'm glad you're keeping your spirits up and uh, that you uh, are in such a um, luxurious position. That's, that's also good, good to hear, of course. And so what, what is your prediction? Do you, how do you think this will end? Oh, do you think this will end? How will it end? Um, yeah. Well, because it feels it feels so normal for me, and I think that people in society are very resilient. I think we might not see massive amounts of change if mm. we could get the lid on the infection now. If the lockdown goes on longer. Um, NHS gets more overwhelmed, people get more scared, we might see more more bad stuff going mm. on, mm. getting more stressed. Mm. Um, I'm also particularly wondering how it's going to affect education. Um, yeah. You know, Right now we're taking this as an opportunity to really redesign our curriculum and build our own subject knowledge because you know we're usually too busy teaching to plan what we're teaching, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, did you know that um, for our GCSE and A-level students, their exams have been cancelled? I did not know that. So, okay. um, so what does it mean, cancelled? Is it like postponed by one year or what, what exactly does it mean? So for the students who are in year 11 and 13, which are what we call the, the years when you're 16 or 18 years old, where you take yeah. your big exams in the UK, um, they're just not going to take them and the teachers are going to predict their grades by a process that we don't exactly know yet but based um, on you know their progress so far yeah. and all of that sort of thing sounds which, a bit like subjective too much right? it is it's quite bit, subjective yeah. um, you know it's, it's my first year doing this but a lot of the more experienced teachers are talking about how there's always a handful of students in each class who suddenly pull it out of the bag in the summer who aren't going to get that chance yeah, so, that sounds very awkward if you ask me. Like there's a lot yeah, of a lot so. of room for a lot of room for like uh, weird stuff happening, like maybe mm. bri bribery and things like that. Well, let's hope let's hope it doesn't happen. But yeah. yeah, but what I'm really worried about is the students who are in year ten and twelve right now. So, um, the big the big exams in the UK, the GCSEs and the A levels, they're two year courses, and you take them at the end of your second year. So the year tens and 12s are the students who wouldn't be taking exams this year but will still be taking them next year 
and those exams will not be cancelled and mm. these students will have missed at least a term of their education. Mm. Mm. And, you know, they're supposed to be doing all the work at home, but I've been emailing work to my GCSE students and none of them have been replying to me. So I'm yeah. worried that they'll be really behind. When I they mean, get you, can't, you can't really blame them. For this. For them, this is an, uh, for this, this is an extra holiday and came out of nowhere. And, and they, I mean, they are kids, right? So yeah. can, you, can you really blame them? And um, honestly... In my area, a lot of them are really poor and deprived, and who yeah. knows what kind of conditions Problems they're dealing they with right, yeah. right now, or how much support exactly. their parents are able to give them. You know, it's exactly. very difficult, but I think they're going to end up quite behind. Yeah. Well, Claire, it's been it's been wonderful to talk to you again. Thank thanks a lot for being on Zenex English Podcast again. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, anytime, anytime, and uh, uh, have a good one and take care. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks. Hi, Diana from Mexico. How are you? Hi, Danica. I'm okay. And you? I'm great. Thanks. Uh, so this is your second appearance on the podcast. But today I called you on Skype to ask you about your country, Mexico, and uh, the situation regarding the coronavirus crisis there. Yes. I'm famous in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> extremely, Diana. Extremely. <laughs> So, what's it like in Mexico? Have any people died or have you got any cases of the coronavirus or not yet? Yeah, in Mexico we have um, 1,608 uh, cases mm -hmm. and I think 16 people are dying. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, it's bad, yeah. for, do it's bad for those who died, of course, but... Uh, in the grand scheme of things, um, for example, if you look at the USA, it's not so bad. Oh, yes. It's crazy in USA because uh, there are too much uh, cases. Exactly. The USA is your neighbor, isn't it? So are you, are you scared? Yeah. Are you scared? Um, a little because uh, Mexico City is in the center of the country. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I think in the north of the country is more dangerous. Mm. Uh, the people could be uh, sick mm -hmm. because. But well, now the border is closed. Yeah. And I think is the best way for stop the spread of the coronavirus. I think you're right. Uh, one one question: uh, Didn't didn't Donald Trump build a wall there as well? <laughs> 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 Diana, I think it, I think it would have helped a lot. Yeah, it would have helped now if he had built the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think now it's the best way for us to be. Yeah, I think now Mexico now Mexico would probably agree now, and I think Donald Trump doesn't want to build it now. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, we are agree. You are what? Sorry. Uh, the, the Mexican yeah. are agree oh, with the with the wall. With the <laughs> <laughs> of course, be, because of course. this would help because you. Now, yeah, because now, yeah, because now we don't have the American people in Mexico. Yeah, and I bet <laughs> I bet there are a lot of Mexicans in the USA who want to go back to Mexico as well now, right? Um, well. The border 
yeah. between Mexico and USA is yeah. close. Yeah. So the people can cross. Yeah. So I don't know in a few months uh, how will be the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of absurd. It's kind of ir ironic that Donald Trump yeah. was, was talking about this war <laughs> yeah, so, for so long, right? For ages. Yeah. Uh, during this, his campaign and also during his presidency, he kept talking about it on and on and on and on. And now he's got a different problem there. And it's not so much in Mexico. But, yeah. Yeah. So what else? Exactly. What else is happening in Mexico, Diana? Is it just the, the borders, or are there any other measures? Uh, well, in Mexico, uh, uh, all countries are in quarantine. Yeah. But I live in Mexico City, mm -hmm. so here the quarantine is for one month, and all places are closed, like museums or uh, malls, parks. Uh, the massive events was cancelled, but I think there are a lot of people in the street. Yeah. So you think a lot of pe people are. They, mm -hmm. so you think a lot of people are not actually obeying the the um, regulations. A lot of people are not yeah. lis listening to your government. Exactly. But now it's better that one month ago, mm -hmm. because one month ago, the instruction was a little confused because for one way, the Mexican president say, oh, it's okay. I'll be all right. You can go out yeah. and have a normal life. Yeah. But for the other way, the subsecretary of health uh, said, please stay in home. Yeah, and so... Conflicting, oh, so conflicting information. Yeah. Conflicting instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, But now it's clear mm -hmm. because all are in quarantine. Well, yeah. uh, of the most uh, of a part of population are in home. Yeah. But I think it's because also you can see what's happening in the rest of the world. So I think it's, it's uh, making everybody scared. Everybody now, you know. The yes, yes. Yeah, like especially but, because but, because of the USA, right? Because I, I I think the American economy is better than Mexican, right? So yes, you can course. see that it's not really about money. It's not. It's about like how people behave and and what government tells people to do or what the government tells people not to do, rather. Yeah, but but for example, here in Mexico. Uh, at the beginning, the um, government uh, had uh, the same idea like Boris Johnson or Donald Trump yeah. that, oh, all it's okay, the virus is a, yeah. a theory of conspiration or something like that. Yeah. So uh, they don't understood the real situa situation. But now yeah. I think it's different. Yeah, I think it's like survival of the fittest, what they wanted to do, what Boris Johnson wanted to do. It's called the survival of the fittest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like nat naturalism in uh, li literature, <laughs> literary movement. When there was like the authors like Jack London who wrote about those. Only the, yeah. only the strongest survive in the nature, you know? So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the idea, I guess. The weak ones will just um, die. That's okay, you know? Like, let's keep the strongest alive and let the weak die 
that was the idea, but I don't think it's right in the 20, yeah. in the twenty first century. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you, Diana? How are you dealing with this? Um, are you keeping your spirits up? Are you being positive or? Um, well, I think uh, so. So because I think this year uh, will be um, difficult mm. because. Uh, the people are losing their jobs, yeah. so it's complicated. And I don't know when, uh, how long uh, during this situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's difficult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you as a journalist, we know you are a journalist, so are you following the news? Is it really is it interesting for you to sort of like observe how the news is spreading and it's spreading as fast as the coronavirus, I guess, yeah? And how different media report about this and the fake news. And is this is this an interesting topic to, to watch for you or is it just a little bit too much now? No, I, for example, I every day I watch the news yeah. and in I don't know if, if in other countries, but here in Mexico, every day the government... Uh, gave um conference yeah. so every day yeah, yeah. they are a uh, explain oh, yeah. how is mexico now in the coronavirus so mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. i like to watch uh, the conference yeah yeah, yeah b because i want to be informed informed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you want yeah. to you want to be up up to date mm -hmm. yeah keep, keep up to speed as well you can say keep yourself up to speed yeah that's the phrase Okay, well, okay. cool, cool. Um, I mean, it's not really cool, the coronavirus, but um, um, what can you do, yeah? So you have to live the life somehow. Um, what about uh, the future, Diana? What do you think the future holds for us? Uh, uh, the future is, uh, I think, will be uh, so difficult mm -hmm. because the economy in all world is difficult mm -hmm. and uh, for example here in Mexico the small business are closed yep. so the people lose uh, their job and yep. maybe much the, the, the business mm -hmm. don't uh, open again so yep. I think it's very very difficult the situation no, I think you're probably right yeah and a lot of uncertainty there as well. Like you don't, you don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Diana, I hope you personally are safe and sound. It's been pleasure to talk to you uh, again, thank you. Diana. And um, well, hopefully it's not the last time we hear from you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for telling us about Mexico. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. So hi, uh, fuck. So hi, Ryota from Japan. How are you, man? I'm very good, thanks. Great to hear. Great to hear. So obviously, um, I know you are based in the UK right now. Yeah. That's, that's where right. I met you as well. Yeah. Uh, a few months ago. But uh, I'm gonna ask you about your native country, which is Japan, if you don't mind me asking. Goes not. Okay. So what is what is it like there? How is Japan dealing with the coronavirus? I think it came there earlier than in Europe, right? 
I think it started around the beginning of February and then everyone's panicking and I, I remember uh, the flight from China was mm-hmm. being sent back um, and stuff and then I think they managed to contain it somehow mm-hmm. and it was a bit calmer and then outbreak started in Europe and I was started working from home but yeah until like maybe a week ago mm. like stuff in Japan seemed quite normal yeah. and everyone's like going out and having that restaurant you know eating out in yeah. restaurants and stuff but mm. yeah but the Japanese are quite quite like famous or they are known for taking things on the chin aren't they 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 just, you know, like they're used to the earthquake and other bad things happening in Japan from time to time. So were they uh, panicking a little bit or were they calm all the time back there? Because obviously you were in the UK when, when it happened there. So, I mean, I, I, assume, I, assume you, you, I assume you were following the news and all. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but um, yeah, my, my family seems to be concerned. Mm-hmm. And- and I told them that um, it's not. Uh, I don't know. You, you're, you're trying to <clears throat> you're trying to f- make them feel better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but well, how how could you know? Because well, you, you were in you were in London, and here it wasn't that bad. Like the virus is definitely already there, already here. But so I heard there was like some panic buying, like happening in Japan, like it happened every, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did the Japanese buy the so most? Mostly the masks and the sanitizers, mm-hmm. but not much yeah. else, like pasta and rice, those kinds of things <laughs> are still much, pretty much there, I think, still there. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I remember when I was in the UK that the hand sanitizer, the hand sanitizers, they were really difficult to get. Like they were sold out immediately when it started. You know. Yeah, no one could wash hands. <laughs> no, well, you could, but with, with the good old soap. Yeah. You could no no longer use the quality hand sanitizers, those hand gels and stuff like that. No. It's hard to get. Yeah, it is still a bit hard to get. Although I did see some uh, stuff on the black market, but extremely expensive though. <laughs> okay, I, I don't really check out black markets. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I just went through the hi- through the high street of the places I was living in, mm-hmm. and I, I went into one of those off-license shops. That was at the time when there was no lockdown yet, okay? Mm-hmm. You couldn't buy any hand sanitizers anywhere. But there was one, there was one little shop where they were selling it for like £10 a piece. Wow. Yeah, quite crazy, in it. It is, a, <laughs> yeah, a rip-off. Why did I say in it there? Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to you about Japan. So um, you said it's, it all started there kind of early February, right? early February yeah. and then go karma and now everyone start panicking again. Really? Is that a second wave coming now? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Um, I think the, the number of the confirmed cases has increased. Again? And, yeah, again. And also that this time around, um, they can't really trace it, the source. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, does it mean that somebody brought it back there, and then could it could it be the the Japanese that sort of es- escaped from Europe? Yeah, my actually my family told me that yeah. most of the confirmed cases, the newer cases, mm. were from the Europe. People from coming, you know, coming back from the Europe. Yeah, it's it's like b- bouncing back, kind of, you know, like it's it's like a, you know going back and forth between the continents, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. Because hmm. now we, we, we're trying to um, escape Europe. Like, there are some bad places to be at the moment. <laughs> like Spain, Italy, the UK, mm-hmm. France, Germany. You don't want to yeah. stay there too long. If, if, mm-hmm. if, you have a ch- if you have an option to go back home um, where you feel safer, why wouldn't you go, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I still feel like it's pretty calm compared to the other countries like the US or UK, Italy, Spain. Mm-hmm. I think and the casualties is the total casualties is still below a hundred. Mm-hmm. In Japan. In Japan, yeah. Oh, that's not that's not too bad considering how many people live there. How many? What's what's the number of inhabitants in Japan? Remind me that, please. Um, I need to Google. That's okay. You don't have to say that. <laughs> We can edit that out. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Population. It is. Is it like fifty uh, million, or is it more? Hundred twenty-six point eight million. Wow. Okay. So that's that's not too bad at all. I think. Yeah, considering no. Yeah. <laughs> I think is it is could it be could it be because of the, of the nature of Japanese people? Because as far as I know, they are quite considerate, mm. and they're not and selfless. That's what I heard. So could it be that they really mm, take these measures seriously and uh, you know keep the distance and self isolate and just wear the masks? Could it be because the Japanese people are quite uh, disciplined? Um. I think more to do rather than disciplines. I think more to do with the cultural practice mm-hmm. you have. Um, a lot of people wear masks, even like if it's a winter. Yeah. Yeah. Even if there's no coronavirus, like people. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're right. Yeah, and face masks. Um, I feel like Japanese people are germaphobe. Germophobes. Can you explain that word to the listeners of the next English podcast? Germophobe. I like that word. Germ uh, <laughs> is the germ. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. That will do. <laughs> yeah, phobe is like in that you know, like you hate the germ, basically. Yeah, I think that means you're sort of like afraid of it. Yeah, like you have a phobia of it. Yeah. Yeah, and germ is like the the little thing you can't see. A bacteria, I, I guess, a bu- bu- uh, some some sort of bacteria or 
yeah. virus or something like that. Something unpleasant, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 comes in handy. I think it comes in handy. The fact that the Japanese are germophobes, I think mm. that helps your nation to contain this, doesn't it? Yeah, because you pretty much see the hand sanitizers like placed in front of the shops all, all the time. And yeah. I think another thing is that people take shoes off. Oh, okay. When they, you know. Get home and yeah, go inside. Yeah. So that I think might be helping. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, yeah. So you already had some good habits there. Yeah. Me meaning, I guess you don't underestimate the situation when when this all happened. You know. Yeah. The outbreak and stuff. What about you personally? So you're in the UK. How is it there these days? Um, did you ever think about going back home or did you always wanted to stay in the UK? Maybe because I'm not the most like highest risk mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. this virus. Yeah. Um, I don't really feel, I'm not really concerned about mm-hmm. being infected. That's good. But yeah, I'm just um, staying home and taking precautionary measures uh, yeah, and that's, that's good to hear that's good to hear I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Boris would be proud to hear that although Boris is not doing well himself right now I think he has been um, admitted to a hospital actually yeah I think he's getting worse yeah uh, well the thing is like there, there are two opinions on this it could be that they're just taking precautionary measures Mm-hmm. Because he's a he's the prime minister, so the country needs him. That's mm-hmm. the opinion number one. Or it could be that they really don't want to cause panic, so you know they're they're playing it down, and it's much worse than it is. It's much worse in reality, actually. You know, so who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we wish we wish him all the best, of course, that a speedy recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. England, England needs a leader. Whatever we may think about Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. England sti- or the UK still needs a leader, and I think he is a leader, despite what I think about him. He is, yeah, yeah. So, and the Queen too. You know, she had a wonderful speech. Did you hear that? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's quite a good speech. Uh, she had it yesterday. Uh, sort of like uplifting speech, trying to address the nation mm. and uh, keep yeah, them around. Consider- considering how old she is herself. and Yeah. I think it was quite a nice speech. Okay, I'll have a listen. Yeah, it's not that long, so. <laughs> it's like four minute, four minute long video. I, I recommend it to everyone. It's quite, quite cool, actually. All right, Ryota, um, Thanks a lot for being on the Next English Podcast and telling us about your country and your own personal situation. And it's been nice uh, chatting with you. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> cool st- I think you said quite a lot. Cool stuff, man. Um, yeah. Great work. Help. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Thank- bye-bye. Bye.
Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. <laughs>